Hey guys, you are listening to Let's Pause with Nui and your girl Lola. So we're going to be talking about all things love, life, right through to entrepreneurship and popular culture. Okay. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Let's Pause. How are you doing Lola? I'm good. How are you doing? What's been up? What's been going on? Um, do you know what? Just it's always like the same thing with me. I wish I had something, you know, exciting Juicy. to, to mm. say. It's always work, work, work. <laughs> yeah, I know, same here. It's just nothing, nothing exciting going on, you know. But you two know, weeks to Christmas. You we do have a few weeks to Christmas, which is exciting, and you know exactly. This is just, you know, time to just put our feet up and just relax and just just, you know, just get this year over and done with, man. <laughs> <laughs> you want yeah. it? Oh, you want it all over and done? Oh, yeah, this has been the longest year ever. To be, you might, you know, it's just been insane this year. I know, I know. It certainly has, but we've got a good one today, haven't we? We do. We have a an amazing guest. Yes, we certainly do. We have um, Javid Leher. Um, he is a Forbes council member and has been named as a tech disruptor by Authority Magazine for his app, Chef 33. Um, Chef 33 is a community food app that connects community kitchens to donators who can buy meals on behalf of those most in need, which are then distributed in areas of high levels of poverty. Javid has developed the idea after his MBA where he predicted a shift in employment trends due to the rise in automation through AI and machine learning and wants to support those in most need. He's also a co-founder of a podcast called Suits and Tracksuits, where Javid and his childhood classmate Dexter have come back to tell their two very different stories after spending 25 years on two different paths. Dexter is a successful entrepreneur and Javid had taken the corporate route with great success. Javid, welcome. Welcome, Javid. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. A pleasure to be on the podcast with you. Thank you so much. So, yeah, it'd be great if you could share with our audience, you know, tell us more about who, you know, who is Javid? Yeah, sure. Um, cool. So look, I'm a South London based guy. I grew up in a humble part of London, which is Kennington. Um, I went to school in the Oval, uh, opposite Oval Creek Ground. So I grew up in, well, in the 80s, what was quite a rough part of London, surrounded by gangs and various other things. And um, I was fortunate to have some good mentors along the way and chose the study path. And yeah, which led me to uh, do A-levels, graduate, go on to an MBA. Um, and yeah, I've started one of the businesses, which is Chef 33, my um, community food app, um, which has come together because one of the things I love doing is trying to support people. And based on where I saw tech trends going, um, I decided to create my own app. And how it started was actually a home food app. So I was like, right, okay. I've seen, I used to work for Microsoft. I've worked for Amazon as well. And as part of that, I was able to see like different technologies coming together. Mm. And what freaked me out, which some people were just fascinated. Like, oh, there's robots talking to each other. Where I was like, oh my God, those robots could take over everyone's jobs. Um, and as part of my studies at Brunel, um, I did a whole level of analysis on where the market was going, the kind of jobs being taken over. I was like, right, I'll create an app. So 
people can at least make food and sell it to locals. Mm. Um, so I went about creating my app um, and yeah, and it started like that. And now it's become more of a charity app where people can buy meals for others who are most in need across London. So um, yeah, that's one of the things I'm working on. I love that. I love that. So obviously, so Chef 33 was launched in 2020 last year. So was that in the pandemic or was it before early um, 2020? Yeah, it was a, let's just say it was the most interesting time to launch this type of business. So February, until February, I was telling everyone, like, I've got a secretive project that's coming out. It's coming out. Can't say nothing. Can't say the brand. It's all under NDA, blah, blah, blah. And then March, I launch it. Hey, everyone, I'm launching this hot, really cool idea about home chefs selling to locals. And then, bam, this thing called COVID comes out. No idea what this is. No idea what this means. All I know is it scared off all the investors that were chatting to me. And now people don't want to, you know, can't even talk to each other or meet mm. each other mm. and uh, yeah it was such an interesting time because I was like whoa the whole business model I've created is dependent on people going shopping being able to buy the ingredients to then make it to then you know sell locally and obviously as part of a lockdown it was there were food rations people were queuing for fuse there were shortages mm. and uh, from everything from tissue rolls to baking powder to pastas to you name it long life milk and all the various other things and I was like, whoa, I've just launched a business at the worst time. <laughs> but uh, I, I carried on in my stride and thankful that, you know, I kept at it because now it's been um, turning. It's at a turning point where um, I continued with what I was trying to do. And uh, I launched this charity feature two weeks ago about the ability to buy meals for others. And in the first week, we had 500 meals donated for those most in need. So I'm very, very happy now that wow. is starting to see some uh, progress. Wow, that's amazing. It's kind of like the, the pandemic or COVID kind of like changed the direction of where you were going with your business. So originally it was meant just to be, for you to be selling um, meals to people, was it? Or what was the original model before it obviously flipped because of the pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. So originally it was just how you have Just Eat and Deliveroo. Mm. Uh, those meals would come from restaurants. So right. I was trying to support local home chefs. So just, there was another intention behind it. So, you know, I, again, come from quite a diverse background. My neighbours were Irish, African, Jamaican, Chinese. Like, it was such a diverse area. And we'd, like, used to share food. Like, someone would send over something. Um, you know, here's, like, some noodles for you guys. Here's some jerk chicken. Like, such a mix of food that we'd all kind of really enjoy. And it would grow up like a family. And I was like, right, okay, you know what? There's a there's another intention behind this app, which is to bring communities together. Because I didn't mm. like the way certain narratives were playing out in media and various other things. There's actually a deeper meaning to it. I was like, food can also be a central thing which brings people together. So I was like in touch with so many different chefs from different backgrounds for them to bring their food to the forefront. So for example, one of my chefs was like, I'm from Trinidad and Tobago and there's like this East Indian mix to it and all these other things. I was like, That's a cool story. Um, but yeah, it started like that where I was, you know, intending to support local home chefs from different backgrounds to bring people together for people to earn a living. But as you say, as the pandemic started coming out and we started feeling the full force of it, it got slightly worse in the sense of those who were going to set up their businesses now, you know, who may not have jobs anymore, mm. just need the basics of food for themselves, let alone trying to make food for other people to then sell on yeah. and make a living. So it kind of 
for me, how I saw it was things escalated really, really quickly. Mm. Um, and there's those like big businesses who've done really well in this and those who unfortunately been left behind in this um, and been left on universal credit, you know, universal credit cuts, um, where they've cut like this extra 20 pounds that we're doing to people are, you know, having to choose between heating or food or, you know, the parents eating or the children eating. It was breaking my heart as a parent myself. So I was like, right, I know people who are still working and I know people who need food. Mm. I've got the technology already, which I own. Why don't I just adapt it, change the concept slightly because the technology can facilitate this feature and just put it out there and see what happens. And that's exactly what I did. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So if I I download the app, Mm -hmm. Chef 33, so is it, is it the local businesses that make the food? How is it distributed? How? So if I buy some food on the app, how how did how does it get distributed to to the people that really need it? Yeah, sure. Great question. So initially I was like, do I set up a food bank myself? Do I sort of distribute myself? And then I started seeing community kitchens popping up. Um, so I was in discussion with the Greater London Authority, who's, you know, Sadiq Khan, the London Mayor, and his teams, and they sort of um, pinpointed me towards community kitchens um, who were already doing this in the sense of they needed funds, but they were already in the front line. So they've got a kitchen set up, they're registered as a charity, they've got people queuing for food. All they needed was funds to kind of increase the amount of food they could supply because they were, you know, they were running out of stuff because people needed it so desperately, you know, mums with kids and adults and a combination of locals. And unfortunately, so many um, people have been, you know, left without food. So I then, well, what the app does is it raises funds to them, the funds go to them, and then they use that towards buying the, f- the food that they need. Um, or distributing it so i've been to visit these centers and i'll talk about one of them which is edible london uh which is based near stoke newington and at their premises in bernard road they've got like their own you know fridges they've got a whole distribution center they've got teams delivering things to those who are most vulnerable or elderly who can't leave their homes uh, and they then go out and give it all out and they've got other fr- things going on as well like they grow vegetables as well to give out as well so it's fully oh, vegan wow. that one mm. um but yeah they're all about sustainability all about giving back all about community yeah. so i was like you know what i i believe in their vision and for me it was important to have partners who are as passionate about giving back mm. and who are delivering in the front line so the ones i have are all sort of hand-picked doing the work in the front line and you know looking forward to progressing those partnerships further as well to help them further that's great. So, 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 it's the so the plan or the approaches that you identify, whether it's corporate companies or any type of company who would like to purchase food for the vulnerable, basically. So they will come to the app, give some funds, and then that's how the food gets distributed to whichever kitchen. Is that that's correct, right? Absolutely. So I've got four mm. kitchens on there now. Um, oh. I've got Edible London um i've got amurt a-m-u-r-t london which um provides hot meals um especially to uh, the refugee community um who've been obviously severely impacted as well mm. um we've got uh, Kate kids club which is based in croydon which does amazing things for children from underprivileged backgrounds i've been to visit their setup you know they're baking cakes and doing activities you know parents might be working long hours or um they you know may only have um a parent or sometimes in homes and you know there's so much in the area that's going on and this center or Mullicate kids club brings all these kids together 
and really you know supports them mm. um and then the other one is oka so oka uh, community kitchen um is based in elephant castle um so they you know have i've seen the videos of the queues of people waiting for food um you know they they're sorting out locations they source food distribute it so you know it's heartbreaking stuff when you mm. look at it and i think it's with anything that's heartbreaking it's like okay i can do two things i can send them prayers which obviously i'd do anyway <laughs> to wish everyone well but i can i can take action as well yeah. and if you know i almost felt like well look you've got knowledge and foresight of what's coming you've got knowledge of technology this is your time to bring this together and actually put it to something useful that's actually going to benefit other people um and with that intention it kind of come, it came together um, and this is only just beginning for me to be honest like i can see already where i can take this how it can impact more people sort of events i want to do which kind of you know put on for people so you know they can come and have a good time and feel part of a community that you know so they feel loved welcome and kind of part of something mm. so i've got longer term plans to to bring it together in a deeper more meaningful way as well as time time goes on that's so great i think the beautiful thing about your app because it's an app it's accessible anywhere you know anyone all around the country can download the app and 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 get access to any local kitchen so there's so much capacity for it to expand across the nation isn't there is that like something within your pipeline for you to do to to, to because I'm sure in the media every day we hear about the, the 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 crisis, the food crisis, where so many people are having to visit, you know, um, food banks. Um, especially, I think it's more it's it's increased more now than ever because obviously because of the pandemic. So this is obviously a great, I would say it's just such an amazing, great opportunity that you've created here that can help so many people. So is there plans for you to expand across the nation? because it's easily it's easily done because obviously it's an app so thank you yes absolutely so my goal is to cover uh the entirety of the uk mm. um and I, I i started in london because literally this feature has been live only a few weeks um and i've just started in london just to make sure it's working properly and you know everything functions as it should um right now as we speak i'm having i'm making it even easier so i'm having things like google pay and apple pay integrated mm. into the platform as well so that people just literally download the app and donate because what i found is there's a lot of people who want to help yeah um, but they don't know how to do it they're not sure which avenues to go through because because i remember i think before you used to have um like um around christmas time you normally have your uh what they call it oh i can't remember the the name it's normally called but you normally have these um organizations that just just set up kitchens for homeless people for them to come and eat um you know around christmas time um, and people just volunteer. I did that a few times in the past where you just have these local charities, but a lot of these charities are gone now. So that you don't know. And then obviously because of COVID, that, all of that's pretty much gone because people can't, you know, go into location and just sit down there and eat, you know, with a number of people. So, but now that, it, but this is obviously different because it could just be delivered straight away to individuals wherever they are. So there's no issue of, you know, people mingling in the place and and obviously with you know getting infected or whatever but now that we're coming towards christmas this is perfect really for anybody especially around this time of the year who needs food absolutely and that's exactly it so the soup kitchen's popping up and it's yeah. one of those things that you know there's a lot of kind-hearted people out of there 
yeah. who want to do things and who want to set up kitchens as well but it's you know that longer term how do you sustain mm. it how do you maintain it and it comes down to funds right charity, and yeah. yeah absolutely and this technology it's scalable and i think what i really want to get to a place of is local people supporting local communities and um, i was at excel a few weeks ago so excel had a, a massive exhibition and i had a stand there and i was actually on some speaker panels speaking about the future of technology impacting the food industry, restaurants and all that stuff. And it, you know, it just blew my mind in terms of the opportunity here yeah. to support others through technology. I think that's what it comes down to. It's scalable. Yeah. It's easy to use. Yeah. My, hopefully my app becomes even easier to use. Yeah. You know, there's no work for the charity to do in terms of the fundraising. I've got a marketing background. So I've worked for, again, at Microsoft, I worked in their search engine, Bing, at Amazon, I worked across their social or um, advertising products. Currently, I'm, I'm you know been part of organisations who are behind the technology behind marketing. So that's my strength in a way. So I was like, right, I can get a message of the right people. So the charities don't have to worry about that. They can then just focus on using the funds in the best way for the people mm. who need it most. So almost to alleviate that pressure of fundraising and all that. So and the idea is then the local. You know, if you're based in a certain area, you want to help local people then, hey, why don't, why don't we kind of almost take over in a way to make it a people's effort, mm. collective effort yeah. to try and solve this, you know, for the people, by the people type thing. So, yeah, and it's amazing when I speak to people about it. Like I had a QR code on my T-shirt and I was like, here you go. This is what I'm doing. If you want to donate, just scan my back because <laughs> I had a picture <laughs> of the QR code on my back on the T-shirt and That's just so feel free to donate. And people are like, well, don't. That's so smart. <laughs> so amazing mm-hmm. absolutely amazing mm-hmm. that's that is a real you know as you coined it tech disruptor you really are bringing fundraising and tech and just doing you know like amazing things you're you're changing people's lives food is is essential it's a basic need it's a real basic need and the fact that you know your app is just really changing changing lives it's absolutely amazing but you're obviously you're really really busy you're an entrepreneur you've obviously you know your your corporate background is (laughs) you know unbelievable some of the companies that you know you've worked for um uh you know some of the best companies um ever microsoft amazon you also run a podcast. So how do you have time for, you know, all of this? How are you kind of, you know, you've got this really great podcast with your um, friends, Suits and Tracksuits. Do you want to t- just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So thank you for the feedback there and compliments there. We appreciate it. Um, it is busy. Look, prioritising for me, it's, you know, it's it's that we are human. We've got all these ideas and how do you sort of divide up the time? But I think my passion is overtaking the input that's required right now. And when I'm passionate about something, I don't, you know, there are times where I'm doing a day job until 5.30 and then from 6 till 11, I'm on my other stuff. And for me, that's absolutely fine because I feel like there's a purpose to what I'm trying to do. So that drives me. And then I don't get tired. I think it's only when you're doing mundane things that you can get tired and exhausted. But obviously I do take time to relax as well at times. Um, suits and track suits so how that came about dexter was my childhood neighbor um dexter was also in the same class as me and at school he was my what i'd call ally 
So I was like a quiet kid in the class who sometimes get picked on. Um, and Dexter used to stand up for me. And, you know, because he was my neighbor, because he knew the family and all those things. But nonetheless, there's a great story there. And he was doing some charity stuff. And I reached out because I really liked what he was doing. I was like, Dex, you know, let's see how we can support you on this. And um, got chatting. And he's like, so, Jav, what are you up to? So, oh, you know, I've just finished up. You know, I was working at Microsoft, doing Amazon, doing my app stuff. And he's, you know, he left school. He didn't do the study part. And has become an award-winning entrepreneur in Croydon, got various awards, sits on various boards, and really successful. So we're like, right, okay, we come from a very humble background. And one of the things I think both of us are grateful for is that we haven't forgotten where we came from. We are still those kids from an underprivileged background, growing up in quite a rough part of London, who had to basically figure out a path and work on it. And then we thought, you know what, there's other kids like us who are probably watching Instagram and various other social media things right now and going, oh, look at all these people driving nice cars and doing nice things. It's that easy. So, you know, I can get it too. Whereas reality is you've got to work for things. And they were like, right, I've got the corporate path. Dex has got the entrepreneurial path. Why don't we just do a podcast and see how it goes? Fast forward, forward a year. Um, we've, been, we've been invited to various things. I sit on a university board at Bruno University. Dexter sits with a local council and the police. Uh, we've been invited to Hampshire to do a, um, a breakfast talk to over 200 business leaders. We're invited to Stoke Newton School to talk about our stories. And it went down like a treat. We we're now looking at various courses we're putting together for these organizations. Um, and the story goes where I tell Dexter's story, which is that even though I've done the education path, I want to talk about Dexter and show you how he's become extremely successful without doing the education path. It was all about mindset and he wanted to achieve it. And he's put the time in to self-educate and, you know, apply it to his business. He's got a successful clothing brand, successful um, power circle. He calls it where he shares knowledge and things like NFTs. And then he talks about my story, which is, look, you can go the nine to five route and it's what you do with your time, what you do with your money to, you know, buy assets, all that sort of stuff. So we talk about each other's stories in a very complimentary way. And I love telling Dexter's story. He loves telling my story because to us, it's both different worlds. And it's just saying, it doesn't matter whether you're black, Asian, what color, what background, you know, obviously there are some things, challenges we have in the outside world, though it's what you get put in is what you can get out. And just two examples that, you know, we've struggled with space discrimination. We talk about discrimination we've faced. I talk about it quite openly in terms of the corporate world and, you know, how I've kind of felt limited at times, but how I sort of broke through it by challenging people, by sitting on boards and being a representative for all people, not just people who look like me and sound like me. Um, and, you know, we discuss this and that's, you know, the inspiration came from wishing that we had certain voices for us at a younger age for us to have not made certain mistakes and trying to be those voices and mentors to those who may need to hear it so that's suits and tracksuits in a nutshell i absolutely i love that we need to have dexter on the show <laughs> no, <let's laughs> talk about story <laughs> i know that, that is um that's you, really i, I just love you tell it so go on that both of you obviously you know mm. from different backgrounds but you're there just you know inspiring and mentoring and going to you know organizations and doing massive like massive talks and you know just really changing the narrative and just using you know your platform and and just um yeah just trying to change 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 the whole 
change it all really <laughs> game changers mm. cheers and do you know what dexter is one of the most amazing people to work with he's so driven yeah um and at, at that event i'm not sure if you guys know who karen brady is but she's one of the oh, apprentice yeah. stars or works with alan sugar yeah, um, dragon. I'm not dragon, Jeff. I'm getting it um completely confused. Apprentice. Apprentice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the you're fired program, that one. Yeah. Um <laughs> and in in, a, in front of a thousand people, Dexter grabs a mic and he's like, Karen, I want you to be my mentor. And it was just amazing. Like everyone's like, Whoa, this guy had the the guts to ask this question. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about him. Wherever you are, whatever we're doing, there's no holding back. You know, we kind of make ourselves known. I'm the slightly quieter one. Um, though it's just amazing such a great person to work with and I'm sure he'd, he'd be great on your uh, podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so, so, so Javid so if you was to um, look back at just you know as a young person and, and now what, what advice would you give to other young people who are who were or are, who are currently in a situation where they feel you know what I hear what you're saying Javid but you know it's tough it's not I can't you know there's too many challenges around me that's that just doesn't allow me to see through and get to where I need to get to in my life what, what would you share to them I'd say to firstly be grateful for what we do have if you've got a roof over your head and food on the table that right now is one of the most amazing positions to be in whether that's under parents roof or sharing accommodation or wherever that might be that's a big blessing and in terms of the next part, to finding a passion, a purpose, and then really going for it. Never letting anyone hold you back. I think my biggest driver was when I was 16 and I worked in a card shop in Oxford Street and my manager told me, leave your job. Oh, sorry, leave your studies. There's no point you doing anything because you're Asian and you're going to find it hard in the outside world. You might as well work for me and sell my teddy bears. That drove me to make sure I went to the biggest employers ever and I also studied and I also spent some time at Harvard University to then come back and tell everyone never listen to anyone who puts you down because you can achieve whatever you set your mind to never let anyone hold you back that's what I'd say fantastic that's that's amazing passion and purpose Mm. Mm. you know and just and I think yeah what's really really important you know is just mindset I think, you know, half of the battle is, you know, the battling that you have with yourself in, you know, in your mind and can I do it? Can I not do it? And I think many people do, um, you know, go through that. But I guess it's the, you know, the courageous ones that, you know, take that step forward. Don't they say the journey of um, a thousand miles, you know, begins with one step? Mm. Absolutely. And I think self-belief is very important. Not everyone's going to be clapping all the time. Not everyone's going to understand your journey. If it feels right to you and if it's the right thing in your heart and your gut instinct tells you this is the thing for you, just do it. Fantastic. So where can people find um, some more information um, about you, Javed? How can they, you know, reach out to you? Obviously, we've got got your Instagram page, Chef33 for your app. Yeah. uh, for me, I'm also big on Instagram myself. Um, so it's Javed, J-A-V-E-D underscore Lahair, L-A-H-E-R. Um, and that's me on Instagram as well. That's where I'm probably spend a fair bit of time sharing what I'm up to, what I'm doing, talks I'm doing. Um, so yeah, Instagram's a great place to reach out or link- LinkedIn for those in the 
who are corporate fans and users users of LinkedIn, that's also another place to find me as well. Brilliant. And also your podcast as well, Suits and Tracksuits. Yes. Suits and Tracksuits. So it's N. So Suits and Tracksuits. So we try to make it sound a little bit mixed. You know, like suits and <laughs> love tracksuits. it. Love it. <laughs> trying to be cool. That's what we're trying to be. <laughs> So, guys, if you would like to um, donate some, you know, donate a meal, please do sign up to the app. Brilliant. Listeners, please, please, please download Chef 33 app and, you know, just start because anyone can buy a meal, isn't it? Um, Javid, can anyone purchase a meal? Absolutely. Anyone who's got a credit card or a debit card, please, yes, download the app and you can choose one of the four charities, you know, whoever whichever resonates with you most or whoever you like to support for me, they're all equal and all do equally great things. Uh, but if it's based on location or types of food they do or purpose, please do check them out. And yeah, whoever you're most comfortable with, but anyone can download and um, contribute. So thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, Javid. Absolutely inspirational. Likewise, thank you.